everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bull Take Scouting Podcast. Today, we're joined by Western Michigan defensive end, Ali Fayad. How are you, Ali? I'm doing good, bro. How about you guys? Awesome. Doing well. So we're just going to hop right into this interview. Uh, our first question for you, pretty simple. Uh, when did you start uh, playing football, and what made you fall in love with the game? Um, I initially started playing football when I was in seventh grade, but I didn't like it at the time. So then uh wasn't really, like, into it, really into it, like working out and things like that. Um, I started really playing football, I would say, my sophomore year at high school is when I really took uh, – took that serious and I and I started to like enjoy playing the game so yeah what what was it about it like when you were in seventh grade when you started playing that like why didn't you like it at first because I was getting snubbed but that's a whole nother story <laughs> all right we'll, we'll we'll leave that for another day do you have a favorite memory or a favorite game from your football career um my favorite game from my football career is my well, there's a, there's a couple games I loved in high school that, you know, everybody has high school games that, you know, you can never forget. Uh, but in college, um, USC playing my very first game against uh, Sam Darnold and Ronald Jones was really fun. It was good to uh, go out there, and that uh, gave me a good um, perspective on how college football is actually played. So it was fun going out there. I mean, you, you said everybody has high school games that they can't forget. I've, I purposely forget a lot of my high school games. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I probably was not as good as you were in high school, though, so that's okay. Oh, that's okay. But let's go back to your recruiting process. You were rated as a recruit by 24-7 Sports, and you received just two FBS offers. Do you use being overlooked as a recruit as a source of motivation thus far in your college career, or at least at the start of it? Oh, most definitely. In the beginning, you know, there was a lot of Mac schools and other schools. Well, well, let's start here. I had a kid that my school that went to Michigan State that had an offer. So, you know, that means schools were running through to my school and, you know, overlooking me. So most definitely it's a motivation, uh, a sense of our, you know, sense of motivation because it was like, why would everybody, you know, overlook me based off of just, you know, physical things that I can't control. But when it comes to the game, you know, I'm playing with everybody else, so, you know, so it was just, so. Yeah, I love seeing stuff like that where, I mean, sometimes sometimes these these platforms and, and really everyone involved in recruiting gets it completely wrong. You get guys outdo their rankings, and that I, I love hearing that how much of a sort of motivation that is. But another part of your recruiting process that was notable is that you initially committed to Eastern Michigan in the summer of 2016 and then in January of 2017 you decommitted and committed to Western Michigan so we were wondering what went into making that decision and picking Western Michigan in the end I mean overall uh at first you know Western or Eastern Michigan was my only offer for a long time so you know you you can't just you're betting on something that's never that might come or might never come so you know you got to take what you got in front of you so I did and uh you know when PJ Fleck got fired and uh, coach Lester became the head coach at Western. They offered me probably in the next 24 hours. So, and once I got that offer, I knew like it was I was on the way to Kalamazoo. Wow! So you were really one of their guys. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So a lot of the prospects that we have gotten interviews so far are fresh off like a breakout season, something like that. You're a little bit different. You've had four full seasons uh, that have been really productive. Have had top level play. Uh, in 2019, you were second uh, team on Mac. 
and you had a 90.4 pass rush grade from uh, Pro Football Focus in 2020. So that's really pretty good. Um, given all this, what go- went into this decision of choosing to take that fifth year of eligibility and coming back for your final season? Um, well, last season uh, I got hurt, so that was the big that was the big you know decision maker in the in the whole process. You know, when you go to the NFL. It's not just about, oh, you're going to the NFL. It's, you got to be prepared. And I felt like at the time, I could have been more prepared. I didn't want to give them half of me when I knew I could come back and give them all of me. Yeah, on that note, it seems like in your in your playing career, years prior to the 20th season, you never really experienced too many injuries. You played, pretty much played every every game, every season before that. So yeah. how was it having to encounter that and to overcoming that on the mental side of it? Oh man, it was honestly it was so different, you know, watching from the sidelines and and you know like knowing that you can't affect the game. The most thing you can do, you know, is help the help help the guys on the team, help the help your teammates. You know, the guys that have to step up when you go down, you know. And uh, it was just really different, man. But you know, I overcame it, and uh, I feel great now. So I don't want to go back there. That's awesome. Uh, so in in January, you had the chance to attend the 2021 NFLPA Bowl virtually. So how was that experience, and did it give you a sneak peek into the draft process that you'll be going through in 2022? Most definitely, um, and it also helped helped out just on, like you said, the mental side and uh, just you know, the preparation. Just you know, just so your mind, so your mind gets can visualize like what's about to happen next. You know, because it's something that you really can't, you really don't know until you do. So that the NFLPA will help to uh, help like open up, you know, your mind to like what the NFL really is about and how much goes into it. It's just, it's a business, you know, not just, not just a sport. Yeah. So the last question uh, about, you know, the NFL draft and stuff like that, obviously you're firmly on the radar of NFL scouts. When was the first time that you heard you were being considered an NFL prospect and what did that feel like? Ooh, I don't know. Um, not, I don't remember when uh, the first time I knew I was an NFL prospect. You know, I just kept playing. I never really thought about it, you know, because I don't know, man. I really just never did. I just, you know, just kept grinding head down, you know, something not to think about, you know, if if the, if the work that I put in and the, and the film that I put out uh, is worthy, then, you know, I'll, I'll feast in the fruits of my labor once I get there, you know. I love that mindset. And let's get into your game tape now. I think it's pretty obvious to a lot of people that your pass rush ability is – is definitely the best point in your game, how you combine your natural burst and bend around the edge with well-worked hand moves to get to the quarterback. So would you agree that that's really your, your top strength on the football field? And what are some additional strengths that you bring uh, in, in your opinion? Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm a premier pass rusher, but all around I think I'm dominant in the run game too. It's not really time you see me get blown off the ball actually ever. Um, you know, I think I'm really good. I have really strong heads. I think all around that – I can just seal off an edge, and I'm a defensive end, three, four outside linebacker, wherever you want to put me at, but I can just hold down an edge. I can for sure do that. Yeah, I think that's that's what's really important, especially with projecting the NFL, is if you do one thing really well at the college level and you can win every rep that way, that'll only get you so far because in the end, you're, you're going to have to have a complete game when you're jumping to the next level. And I, yeah. I think I'd agree that when you, when you look at your tape, you really do bring that and it definitely, you'd definitely be a very useful player to a lot of NFL teams. But 
obviously every good player knows that there's always something they can improve on. So are there any particular areas of your game that you're looking to work on ahead of the 2021 season? Um, yeah, I'm definitely working on my backside pride this year. You know, if the play's away, I'm going to get them. I'm hawking everything down. Um, just really giving it my all, just running, running to the football, running to the football, running to the football, improving, improving my run game, uh, run defense, improving my pass rush too, everything all around, you know, just working on balance, working on just improving my body the way I feel uh, mentally, physically. And so um, it's really, all, it's everything, man. Everything works as one. I, I really figured that out. So I'm just trying to get it. When we were talking about your strengths, you mentioned the possibility of, you know, playing an outside linebacker if you had to. Do you think versatility is something that's important in your game as well? Oh, most definitely. Uh, if you watch my film from from when I first got to Western, I've played a little bit of three-tech, hitting the ground. Uh, I played the five-tech, hitting the ground. I've stood up, dropped back. I've stood up in pass rush. So, yeah, I think I bring a lot of versatility to any team that, you know, chooses me. I think versatility is really important especially in today's NFL because it, it's tending towards more of a almost positionless game where they're going to put the 11 best players on the field and figure out what kind of defense to run with them versus picking 11 specific positions and plugging in players that fit exactly in there. So versatility is definitely a huge, uh, a huge trait to have. Um, talking about your team now as a whole, uh, Western Michigan got off to a 4-0 start in 2020. You guys ended up uh, losing your last two, uh, but you still finished with a solid record at four and two. What are some goals heading into next season for your team? Uh, we're going to win it all this upcoming year. That's the goal, and that's the only goal. Uh, anything anything less is a failure uh, this year. Uh, we're going to get that this year because we felt like that should be ours the past couple of years. It's always been one game, but I think we got it together this year. We tightened up the little things, and we're about to go handle business. And by win it all, you mean win a bowl game, win win your conference, win the conference, win the MAC. That's awesome. I can't I can't wait to see you guys chase that. Definitely a really exciting group of players, and I mean the, the MAC's looking wide open right now, so it's certainly going to be a, a fun conference to watch. Most definitely. I want to touch on that game that I brought up uh, to you before we started recording. It was the the Ball State game uh, this yeah. year. Uh, unfortunately, you guys ended up losing that game. But the play at the end, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's its a wild play. Um, Western Michigan was down by three, I think, with roughly 10 seconds left. You guys were at about the 50-yard line. Right. Um, and pretty much what happened was there was a play with probably about over 10 laterals, I think. Yes. Um, there was a forward lateral in there, so that's why the play didn't end up counting. But the, the thing that I found funny was there was a lateral that at first glance it appeared that a Ball State defender had recovered it. So the whole Ball State team ran onto the field because they thought they went, won the game. Right. But he, he never had possession of the ball, so the ball was still rolling around. Somebody on your team picked it up, ran through literally the whole team. The whole Ball State team was on the field. He ran through the whole Ball State team, ran into the end zone, Obviously, like I said, there was a forward lateral, so the play was called off. But, like, what was it like standing on the sideline watching just straight chaos ensue? Oh, man, it was it was nerve-wracking at the beginning, bro. Like, I was like, oh, man, like, we're about to do it. We're about to do it. But it wasn't as, it wasn't as exciting as TV because I saw the flag hit the ground, and I was like, oh, this, this is about to get pull, uh, pulled back. So it was, really, it was really just a sad day, you know, to be a Bronco, I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean that those those are the highs and lows that, that every every team experiences. Um, but on a, on a different note, one of the really the biggest headline in college sports has been the passing of the NIL bill, which I'm sure everyone who's listening is familiar with. But it means that now players can profit from their name, image, and likeness, and basically make money off their their hard work and and the, the spotlight that they're receiving by playing in these highly televised games and everything. So what does this revolutionary decision mean to you and to some of your uh, teammates and fellow college athletes? Uh, me personally, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm on my way out. So um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm just ready to go and get, uh, I'm um, sorry, fulfill my dreams. Uh, but for upcoming like uh, NCAA athletes and college football players, I think this is awesome, you know, just to have a platform because, Nobody really knows the work that we put in behind the scenes. They only see the glory when we win or they only see the L's when we lose. You know, they don't really see what goes on behind all the work that gets put in. So, and I, and they really don't know, like, what it's like. They think a scholarship is just, you know, like, we get everything. And it's really not that. We work for everything. So, it's awesome that, you know, people get to use their name, image, and likeness, you know, to profit because they deserve it. Yeah, I think it was... It's a long, uh, a decision that should have happened a long time ago, and I think at least the majority of the world is finally happy that it's happened. You know, the people that aren't maybe the people at the top of the NCAA. Right. I don't want to get you in trouble, so don't don't say anything that will uh, that might get you in trouble there. But uh, I think I speak for pretty much everyone when we say, you know, it's 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 about time. So you know, now getting to our, our last couple questions in our interview. Uh, do you have an NFL role model or like a few NFL players that you look up to? Um, well, growing up, my my favorite uh, my favorite player was a guy named Alden Smith. He was okay. a defensive end for the San Francisco 49ers. He was an outside linebacker. Actually, he played. You know, he just rushed the passer. And growing up, uh, him and Vaughn, because they came out the same class, I think in 2011. I used to watch them all the time, and just I love to see them compete. Like for sacks, I felt like you know those are my two favorite guys growing up to watch. And then obviously Khalil Mack. Coming out of Buffalo, you know, I'm you know chasing chasing things that he's done. So for sure, all those all all three of those guys. So does that mean that since you were already idolizing a guy like Alden Smith growing up, you you really knew from the from the the early years in your college career that you were going to be a pass rusher? Yeah, man. Hey, pass rushing is something that I love to do. Like that's just the best thing in the world to me. So I really like I really like that. Like, and I don't really like a lot of things, but I really love it actually. Oh shoot, that's really uh that's really you know what I love to do and um yeah bro just growing up I always knew it uh, that's I, I love that because you, you can really just tell that you're that's something you take a lot of joy in and that's, that's your passion and obviously that's why you put in that work and now you're you're on that path to potentially become a, an NFL player and um so the, the our la one of our last two questions that we like to ask everyone is who's the best player you've ever played against in your collegiate career thus far and I imagine it's got to be Got to be some of the USC guys in your first ever game, right? Most definitely. Um, I'm not. I'm not about to say their O line was like that. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> what I will say is that uh, Ronald Jones and um, they had a receiver. Number seven was one of the fastest guys I've ever seen on a football field. So it was ridiculous. It was fun. They, they were the best players I played against. Most definitely. What, a, what about um, a player that was on your team on 2020, Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver? Oh, that's the best player I've played with. Yeah, you know, so he's he's just oh, that guy's awesome. Got to be around, bro. That's a that's a real leader and role model right there. Both both of us loved. Yeah. 
I, we, we really think he's, he's going to be doing big things in the league. But uh, so our, our last question is, is one that we like to end off on. I'm, if anyone who's listening, if you usually follow along, you know what's coming. But it's, it's a really nice inspirational note to leave off on. So, Ali, what is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from a coach or teammate? Um, can I go a little, like, sidetrack and tell you the best advice is something that my mom gave me? Of course, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, it was my freshman year of high school. I was playing football. And I felt like I kept getting snubbed year after year after year. And uh, I was like, man, I'm going to quit. I don't want to play anymore. This is some BS, whatever, whatever. And, you know, her advice to me was, you know, you finish out the season because you don't quit anything you ever do in life. You finish everything. And honestly, that little sentence right there, finish everything and never quit anything in life, really saved my whole career because who knows if I quit that, quit that year if I ever would play football again you know it really just motivated me to always continue to keep doing what I'm doing and never stop you know pedal to the metal all the time that that's that's absolutely awesome and, I mean I'm, I'm very thankful for you that, that your mom told you that and yeah I appreciate I actually, that. that you twisted that question and, and, and turned into something your mom said because I mean we very often we see the player but we, we don't see the the parents and, and the mothers that are pushing them and bringing them to practices here and there it's great to, to hear you give some credit to her there. Yeah, of course. And, you know, that, that pretty much wraps up our interview. Uh, anything else you want to say to our audience, anybody that's listening, before we wrap this up? Um, shout out to Bronco Nation, the Bronco fans. Shout out to you guys, bro. I appreciate you having me here. Shout out to my family and shout out to the whole team. Uh, we're about to go get this MAC championship, man. You, you heard it here first, Ali, Ali Fayed. Uh, Broncos, Western Michigan Broncos, 2021 MAC champions. Yes, sir. You heard it. And uh, thanks, thanks everyone uh, listening. We'll be back with another uh, Bold Take Scouting podcast soon.